Hello everyone and welcome back to Scottish and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I hope you're all doing very well. This week I have something very exciting for you. As I've said before, the show is taking part in the Scottish Collaboration, which is a bunch of amazing Scottish content creators coming together to promote one another and hopefully help you find some new Scottish podcasts and small businesses to fall in love with. Throughout the week, I will be playing you some promos and podcast episodes from other shows to give you a wee taste of what their shows are all about. So I hope you enjoy. First up, we have Crime Divers. And this is a show hosted by two Scottish sisters as they dive into true crime. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. And I'm Jill. And we are the hosts of Crime Divers Podcast. We are Scottish sisters who tell each other true crime cases that other hasn't heard of. New episodes are released every Tuesday and you can find us on your favourite podcast platform. So what are you waiting for? Grab your wetsuit and join us as we dive into the world of true crime. But remember... Watch out for those sharks! Today we also have an episode from the Scottish Memories podcast for you. This is a show hosted by Tony Brunford, who I actually had the pleasure of speaking with and is very lovely. On his show, he interviews Scottish personalities about growing up in Scotland, getting them to share their favourite memories, places to visit and tips if you are thinking of visiting yourself. All their socials will be linked in the episode description as well as their YouTube channel where you can watch the video versions of these interviews as well. Hello everyone, how are you all? Today on Scotch Memories we are chatting to Jason Connery. So how are you all? I hope you are all happy and healthy and safe out there wherever you are. Just before we get started, please remember to hit that subscribe button on both YouTube and on podcast and remember to leave a comment as well. But today, I am properly over the moon. Today we are chatting to son of legendary Scottish actor Sean Connery, Jason Connery. Jason is an actor, writer, producer and director and you'll have recognised him from things like Doctor Who, Robin of Sherwood, Mary-Kate and Ashley in action, Smallville, Shoebox Zoo, Criminal Minds, and he's directed such features like Pandemic and Tommy's Honour. He is also in the process of setting up the first stage and screen studios in Leith here in Edinburgh. Jason, hello, how are you? Hello, Tony. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It really is an honour. Oh, well, no, it's lovely to speak to you. I, I've spoken to a number of the other people that you've interviewed who all speak very highly of you, so it was a no-brainer, really. You're properly making me blush here now. <laughs> That's the nicest thing I think anyone's saying. Um, so how have you been? Before we get started, how have you been? Are you safe and healthy and everything? Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, for the last, uh, I don't know, about 24 years, I've had a cottage down in the borders. And even though I was living in LA, I wanted to keep that so that I could bring my son over every now and again, and he could uh, he could see the the wonderment that is Scotland, and and the borders, which I love very much. So um, that's uh, I was down there with my partner Fiona, and um, we spent four months. And it and you know it was it was interesting. I mean, I have to say I'm slightly feel slightly guilty because. Uh, we love the cottage. Uh, it's it's slightly in the middle of nowhere. There's a one-track road that leads to the farm at the bottom of the road, and this would have been, I suppose, the manager's lodge or whatever cottage. And um, yeah, it was it, life was normal except for when we went into uh, uh, Gala Shields and um, and and went to the the supermarket, where obviously everything was always a bit different with the masks and 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 keeping social distance and everything, but we only went there once a week. So we, we you know, and, and basically anything in the house that wasn't nailed down was painted. So <laughs> I did a tremendous amount of gardening and all this kind of stuff. And so uh, we had a lovely time, I have to say. Um, I mean, horrendous what's going on. Uh, and uh, I just hope, uh, you know, I hope that a vaccine is found or, you know, as Donald Trump said, you know, it will just peter out suddenly for no reason at all. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's been a funny time, isn't it? It's, uh, it really, really is. And I have to say, actually, when I was saying your your film that you directed, Pandemic, is kind of <laughs> it's became oh. a bit of a thing that everyone's watching right now as well. Everyone's like, oh, is this what it's going to be like? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, Pandemic was was I, I, for, for for a long time I'd wanted to direct, and I was living in the U.S. and I kept being told, "Well, you're a first time director," and you know, blah blah blah. So uh, we raised two hundred thousand dollars and shot it in twelve days. Wow. Uh, we also shot it, I have to say, in possibly the hottest summer known to mankind in, in Arizona. And it was literally like stepping into Hades every time you open the door at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, but uh, yeah, so all about a, uh, a, a virus that's transmitted from, from the water in, a, in, in the smallest county, Diablo County. Uh, and, um, you know, is there a suspicion that the... Uh, that the army is involved and they were using it to see whether it would be good as a military weapon. And, you know, it was all very, and it was actually based on a, on a, on a newspaper article. So, yeah. It's just funny how these things sort of, especially while it's going on, it's funny how it's just sort of caught on right now. And I mean, yeah. it has been watching, but uh, we're, we're kind of sort of straying into, into more serious subjects there. So growing up, how much time did you get to spend in Scotland? Well, I tell you, I have to say that, that one of my first memories, which is a wonderful one, was um, I uh, uh, my dad used to play in his pro celebrity golf matches, and uh, many times it was up in Scotland. It was at Glen Eagles, in fact, almost. I mean, there was Turnbury as well, but mainly in Glen Eagles. And so my memory of Scotland, and and I'm sure yeah, I mean, it's through rose tinted glasses because I remember it being sunny every day so that's <laughs> not true for sure yeah. but, you know, we had this amazing 10 days where we would stay in the Glen Eagles hotel and have amazing food and be able to play golf and and, and hang out with a, a load of different people and play golf with my dad every now and again and, and with my stepmother and, and my brother and uh, it was just wonderful and and, and that that was um, that was from the age of about 10 for about 10 years and in the interim period, of course, uh, you know, at 14, I was at Gordonston, uh, up in the far north of Scotland. And then um, when I left school, I went to drama school to Bristol Old Vic, but then came back to Scotland because at that time to get your equity card, you, 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 uh, the only way you could get it is if, if you acted, but you couldn't act unless you had it, yeah. which is very strange. But yeah. what we did was we joined... Um, uh, Perth Rep, repertory company. I was acting and also assistant stage managing. And that's where I met Andy Gray, the uh, uh, the wonderful actor. Um, and uh, I was there until I was 19 and then went down to London and started acting. But I always, you know, I have friends up in the far north because of being at Gordonston and I love to go up there. Um, and then I came back to do the Scottish play on film and um, I happened to see a, uh, uh, a photograph of this cottage in an estate agent's as I was driving up George Street. And I jumped out of the car, ran in, got it, drove there, fell in love with it, and made an offer. And so I've had that since 1997, yeah. So... Um, it's always been a pool, really, for you. It has. I mean, I really like, I mean, Edinburgh is just the most, uh, I don't know Glasgow as well as Edinburgh, you know, traveling up to Gordonston and then we would always come down from, from, from Gordonston through Edinburgh and we come and see the rugby matches. And as I say, I have friends and stuff. So I know Edinburgh quite well, but I've never lived uh, here. So, so now I am living here, although I have the cottage, I live here too, because as you said in, in your intro, uh, I'm, I'm running this uh, film studio down in Leith. And so uh, I've been discovering Edinburgh uh, during this time, which has been uh, phenomenal. I mean, I love the architecture. I mean, I think some of them, the Scotsman building, obviously the Balmoral, and there's just, you know, there's obviously some hideous buildings, especially on Princess Street, where you just think, what were they thinking in the 70s, you know? It's just these sort of concrete boxes, but interspersed with that, and obviously the castle. And the castle looks like it sort of grows out of the the, the mountain there. So it, it really is a spectacular city. And and uh, uh, my girlfriend uh, Fiona has, um, has 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 found this uh, 
uh, Mary's Milk Bar, which is possibly the greatest ice cream known to mankind. And she goes there every day, pretending that she's taking a dog for a walk, but we all know. You know. <laughs> it's funny, you're not the first person to mention that. As well as doing these interviews, the, the channel, I do a lot about, you know, Edinburgh and Scotland and things like that, and places to eat and all, and history and all these sort of things. And Mary's Milk Bar, I haven't been myself yet, but the amount of people that have suggested to go. You live in Edinburgh and you haven't been to Mary's Milk Bar. I know, it's just just not nearby. I know, I know. The Mary people, even my wife has said, you've got to go to Mary's Milk Bar. I mean, there's pistachio uh, is just, I mean, it literally is like eating a a pistachio nut, but but better. I mean, and then the mixes of, 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 uh, of the flavors of, of cheeses in ice cream, which sounds hideous and is fantastic. And the mixes of, I and mean, she makes them all the, the night before. So it really is wonderful. Yeah. My head's going, yeah, that, the cheese and ice cream doesn't sound nice. But then at the same time, my head's going, but it's both dairy. So yeah. it must work on something. Golden and pear. There's a mix for you. Yeah. So how have you found it? Uh, are you properly getting a chance to explore Edinburgh there? I know it's been a funny time, really. To oh, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, over the time, we didn't come up to Edinburgh. I mean, I was renting a flat up here, and we weren't here for four months. It was really hard. But um, uh, So that was that was uh, not so great. But, you know, uh, the, 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 I've been here about a year and a half now and uh, working on putting the whole uh, deal together for the studio. And um, we've walked and walked, um, you know, we're, we're, we're living around the meadows, so we can walk through the meadows and Brunsfield and all that area and then go down to Princess Street, obviously across George Street and then down Dundas. And, and, and um, you know, uh, Fiona has a, a wonderful eye for photography and she, she does love taking uh, pictures of animals, but actually she's taken some magnificent photos of, of the architecture, yeah. as I say, you know, you you can you can you can just the vistas uh, uh, and this and the, some of the streets are just uh, phenomenal. I mean, we, that whole circus lane, which is very small and 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 pretty, but then you suddenly you open up into uh, Moray Place and all around there with the cobble streets, and you know, it just is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, anybody coming to visit this place, especially, uh, you know, I lived in America for. To 24 years and LA is has got some nice buildings uh, you know it's, uh, um, Frank Lloyd Wright and people you know designing architects and things but 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 when you come here it's just a whole different I mean it's nothing obviously over 200 years old in America really so uh, yeah, certainly in California so uh, yeah to see to see the stuff here um, yeah you just stop sometimes and it doesn't matter in the weather too because you know even on a day you still have uh, have some fantastic vistas we're very lucky aren't we it's funny, it's funny what you're saying about you know america being because uh, we've been over america a couple of times but it is still quite young and then when when i'm doing here i've been enjoying doing a series on finding old photos of edinburgh say 100 150 years old and just finding that spot and comparing yeah, there's it might be something being a local, something in my head going, but this is only 150 years ago. It's not that long. Right. <laughs> because, you know, I forget that for other countries, it's like oh, yeah. that's a massive part of their history. Yeah. Whereas us, also, like, I, t- I, t- I tell you the thing that I really noticed that it, I, I couldn't understand what it was, and then I realized that when you when you drive through America or California, in particular, um, there is writing everywhere. All the buildings have writing on. They have. Uh, either uh, uh, posters or, or advertising or neon or I mean and it's and it's everywhere and some of it is quite beautiful and everything and but it's because of that there's a there's a noise to it I can't really explain but it just feels sort of noisy it's like oh it's in your face it's all you know sell 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 and then you come to Edinburgh and you suddenly realize that you can walk down a street and there may be the name of a pub or restaurant or something like that, but there's so much less writing everywhere. And, it, and you can see the buildings because to a certain extent in California, a lot of the buildings are just, you know, they're not, there's no architectural element to them at all. They're just there to be you know, uh, something to, to be covering you. Yeah. And, and so they just coat them in, 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 in just coat them in writing. And so um, apart from, from, from them obviously being beautiful, 
uh, here, you 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 can see them because they're not covered in in writing. You know? Yeah, and it does seem like, and this is actually a nice segue into uh, something I want to ask you. It does seem like that filmmakers are starting to discover that a lot more recently. At least, let's hope so, Tony. <laughs> we need them to come over and shoot all this exteriors, the beautiful vistas of 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 of, of countryside, the amazing cities, and then stay as opposed to going off to 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 another country to do all their all their interiors. And so, you know, that's our aim. I, I mean. Um, when we were doing Tommy's Honor, uh, we shot all around Lothian and, and East Lothian and Fife, and it was beautiful and wonderful. But, you know, when it came to building anything, we couldn't find a space to build in. And, and we were a fairly small film. I'm not talking about some of the films that uh, are looking to come into our studio because the space is absolutely humongous. But um, we ended up shooting in a uh, in a uh, cookery school that was on hiatus or you know on holiday, and uh, you know it was just basically a, a barn. And um, I remember you know listening to Danny Boyle talking about how when he shot, um, uh, um, and I've forgotten the name of the film. Uh, he uh, he shot in a barn and then he came back 28 years later or however long 22 years later and they shot in the same barn because there's nowhere to build yeah so i'm i'm really hoping and I, I i agree with you people are discovering and it's also the light there's a i mean obviously there's a lot of gray days but on the good days and also even on the gray days there's a there's a quality of light which is uh, uh, quite wonderful yeah, I mean, I have to say, I mean, I, 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 as I was mentioning when I spoke to you yesterday, I, I was a professional actor for 10, 15 years until I sort of just drifted away from it. But it was always something that when I saw that the studios were getting built down in Leith, I got excited. I got yeah. so excited that we were going to have that back in Edinburgh, well, not back in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh, because yeah. it's a hole that's been missing from the capital city for a long, long time. I think so. I think so. And and this building is, um, you know, it was originally built for to build transformers. And so inside it, it has a whole infrastructure with these 60-ton cranes that travel along the roof. And because of that, it lends itself so perfectly to have soundproofing hanging off it. And uh, I cannot, I mean, it's 170,000 square feet and it's, I mean, it's 29 meters high in the middle, which is 100 feet, you know, I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> it's quite, a wonderful building i mean it really is and 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 it lends itself that's what's so wonderful it lends itself to to being a big production shoot house which you know if you tried to build that from scratch would be you know at least 50 60 million yeah. so and it's sitting there but and it takes 20 right. minutes to get to the balmoral so instead of you're shooting in pinewood it's two and a half hours to get into the west end whereas which is where you know often the stars are put up uh, or certainly in central London, whereas here you get to the Balmoral or, or to the Caledonia or whatever in 20 minutes. So, you know. It's one of these things that I'm always saying on my videos as well, that for a city that's uh, so iconic and as a capital city, we're so small, <laughs> truthfully. No, you're right. Like you're right. you said, I mean, uh, I mean, the studios are down in Leith, which obviously right by the coast, yeah, but yeah, it's like twenty minutes, and you're in the centre of town. But you go That's twenty right. minutes, twenty minutes in any other direction, you're in the countryside. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, you're along Salamander Road, and boom, you're on the A1, and you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, it, it really offers a lot. That's the other thing about this city that's quite magnificent is the fact that I can I can be sitting in the middle of the city and I can look over the rooftops and I can see these undulating uh, uh, hills in the background, you know, um, and you you literally can be in the middle of the city, as you say, and you and you and you jump in your car and you run down towards uh, Hollywood. Uh, and uh, boom, there you are. You've got this amazing uh, vista of uh, and being able to walk for miles with your dog. Or, and there's lakes and swans, and you know, it's it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I really do love this city. I have to say. 
Well, I mean, I'd, I'm, I'm a mass, just by the fact that you probably get from running this channel, I'd, I'd, I love Edinburgh and yes. I love promoting and, and sharing it with everyone and, and having people like yourself to come on and talk about it is, and share that passion is always lovely. So is it, is it something that, like you said, your son, uh, you like to bring him over? Is he, yep. you're hoping that he grabs onto that passion as well, I can imagine. Absolutely. And he has. I mean, it's very funny. He, um, he picks up so much. He's a real sponge. So he, he, you know, he, he loves the accent. Uh, you know, he was born in California. Uh, and so he's has an American accent, but he loves to, to do the Scottish accent and he tries to do different, you know, Glasgow and borders and, uh, and he's acting now. So he's out there doing his thing. I mean, I think it's been quite hard for him because he's right in the middle of Hollywood and there's been a lot of protesting and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the whole Black Lives Matter and all of that. And, and he's right there. So, and he's taken it very seriously. But um, he's, when he comes over, he has a ball because it's such a different lifestyle and he really enjoys himself here. And, and, and also, you know, I can't wait to show him more of Edinburgh because when he, when he came over before, we were often down in the borders down uh, around there, you know, in, it's much more of a country sort of feel, which, which he loves too, because it's very different from LA. But he loves to come up to the city. So, so when he comes over next, who knows when that will be? I'm yeah. hoping October, but it really depends on how things all pan out. Then, then, then he'll get to see much more of the city because we're here now uh, uh, most of the time. So, yeah, I, I can't wait for that to happen. Just give me a call. <laughs> I will. The whole, the whole thing as well that's very different is that in LA there isn't that uh, sort of place you can go uh, like a pub you know and he loves going to a pub and having a pint and talking rubbish for a couple of hours with 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 loads of mates you know in in LA it's you know you have to drive everywhere which means you can only have one drink um, uh, you know if you take a cab you know it's usually like 22 miles because the city is this sprawling I mean it's, it's sort of the opposite of Edinburgh instead of it having this center which is you know kind of where the castle is and everything you know, comes away from that. LA is just this massive sprawling. I mean, I, you know, you can do 20 miles to go and have dinner, you know, uh, and you're on the freeway and then you're on another freeway and, you know, and it's, and, and, and these little enclaves, uh, that are beautiful and, and nice and, and, but, but it doesn't have a center like that. And so I think Dash also loves it when, you know, we will go down to the dome and have, uh, you know, tea down there or, 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 or to the um, to the Royal Cafe and have a couple of pints or whatever. Anyway, so yeah, that's a whole different cultural thing as well. I mean, the, I mean, your dad is arguably one of the most famous Edinburgh-born people ever. Did he used to tell you about spots that he used to enjoy going to, was it, or did he take you to places when he visited? Yeah, I mean, when we first came um, to Scotland, uh, when I was, um, I must have been about eight, uh, we drove around and um, it's actually gone now, the tenement that he grew up in. But there is a plaque there. In fact, I stood under it the other day and jumped up and down and had my photo taken to send to it. <laughs> um, and, um, uh, you know, in Fountain Bridge. And he has the original Fountain Bridge sign for that part of the city. Wow. Quite fun, yeah. And so he, he, uh, he does. He showed us all, all around... Edinburgh when, and we drove in and then he pointed out where the milk run was that he did and also where um, you know he, he was French policing at one stage and you know uh, outside the banks and everything cleaning all the so yeah he showed us all all of that and uh, you know we were eight years old looking at all of this and again it was totally difficult that's we've got my the puppy has just woken up and started barking because there's a man uh, probably about a hundred foot below us, who's got a massive thing, and he's cleaning the windows on the outside of the, of the apartment. So, if you hear any scratching sounds, it's actually that's what it is. I'm, I'm surprised you've not heard my two already trying to scratch and get in as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it's uh, it's funny you mentioned the milk road actually, because it's one of those things that in my head that. Um, there's always, I think I've met about five people uh, around about Edinburgh that all said, I did, I did the milk round with you. Why? Oh. <laughs> I mean, almost every person I've ever met at my dad's age went to school with him. 
Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and there's so many that on the milk round and then some lady will come up to me and say, oh yeah, you know, I dated your dad back in the day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say, uh, it's very sweet uh, talking to people in Edinburgh that I meet every now and again who, uh, you know, who tell me little stories about, because back in the day he was known as Big Tam. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, one of the, 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 the stories that I, I hear quite often is how, uh, you know, they all used to get together and go and watch his films, uh, you know, in the cinema because of the memory of, of, of him playing football outside, uh, you know, outside the tenement and stuff. That's sweet. That's lovely, though. It's nice yeah. to have that as a sort of thing. But it's fine, but it's a completely different thing, but it's the same sort of thing. My dad um, was in the area that I grew up. He was the local football captain, and um, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, and every, it was the same. It was a small area, but everyone kind of knew him. Uh, it's funny, when I was growing up, you were all like, you're Tony's son, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he used to get a lot, and even now, even now, I still do. Yeah. Well, but it's nice, isn't it? It's it's lovely. It is. I mean, I mean, there are some people who who very much don't like the idea of um, you know of being known and and people knowing your business and all that kind of thing. I have to say that you know I I live in this tiny little well, this cottage is 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 as I say in the middle of nowhere, but there's. There's a, uh, it's very close to a little village and there's a couple of towns around it. And I like to go to the butcher and he knows who I am and we have a wee chat, you know, and I, and I like to know who my neighbors are and stuff like that. I mean, that, that's just me, but, um, uh, you know, I, I guess people have their different ways. My, my, my dad has always been a kind of person who, uh, who has a very fond memories of, 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 uh, up into a point. I mean, I think when he, when he, to a certain point, uh, when he left Edinburgh, um, you know, and went on his way, I think um, his, he, you know, he, the memory was great, but he, he, you know, he was traveling so much that he didn't come back uh, anything like as much as he'd like to have. Well, actually, the, the, what you said there is kind of probably, like, the, my head sort of went, Edinburgh's kind of like a village disguised as a big city. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the people do, since we are, you know, a, a, a major city that's so small, there is that sort of thing of everyone kind of, you always know someone that knows someone really. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, you, you often get asked, do you know, because he's a friend of, da, 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 and, you know, and then finally you, you make that connection wherever it is, yeah. Yeah, and it does kind of, it does kind of work. It's like, I've actually, um, I've got a very good friend who, who you worked with on Shoebox Zoo, Tony Donaldson. Yes. Um, yeah, he's he's a very good friend of mine. It was only a little when I was reading up. I went, of course you were in that with him. It's funny, even that is just it's, these little connections are nice. Well, look, I I when I did Shoebox Zoo, I I I had one scene with Peter Mullen, and I remember thinking, wow, that he's a really great actor. If I get the opportunity, I'd either like to work with him again, or or I'd like to direct him. And when we started. Uh, I think Tommy's Honor was my sixth film directing, maybe my fifth. But anyway, I, uh, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity and I said, wow, he would be so good as, as old Tom. And what was really gorgeous was I called him, uh, Bino, because we kept in touch. And, um, you know, he was kind of, he, when I said, look, I've got this script. Um, I'm really hoping to get it made. I think you'd be fantastic as old Tom. Would you, would you mind reading it? I understand, you know, I, I'll go through your agent and everything, but I'd just love to know if you'd be interested. He said, oh, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. And, and, and so I said, well, um, I'll send it to you. And he goes, yeah, um, I won't read it uh, for, for, for a day or so because I'm in New Zealand. And I realized I'd called him. It was 4 o'clock in the morning. And he didn't say anything. He didn't say, you know, for God's sake, man. He just, say, he, he, he just said it in the – and literally two days later, he – Called me back, he said, uh, if you want me, I'm in, I love it. You know, and obviously there was negotiation with the agent and all that kind of thing. But, you know, and that that's the kind of thing that is, I think is great. It really is, you know, when the world's like that and you, and you can make the connection and then do the things you're trying to do and the person embraces that, you know, I, uh, I love that. So is, is golf a big thing for you as well then? Is it something you really love? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I you know, I didn't realize, I, I didn't think of Tommy's Honor as a golfing movie per se. I thought of it more as a love story between a father and son and also a, uh, a, a husband and wife. But what I really, what I realized was that I really connected to it as well because the, I grew up on the golf course with my dad. Yep. And that's where we had a lot of, you know, long conversations about things. Because when you're walking up the fairway and you're playing golf and things, you know, you chat, you talk, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things said and then you go and get hit your ball. And so I realized that I, you know, that's how I look at golf. I look at it that, you know, you might meet someone uh, uh, who's a friend of someone else who's in the four ball that you're playing with and you and you walk out the fairway and you have a chat. And I've seen, you know, friendships develop, but I've seen, you know, business things. And it's not, I don't go to for a business thing, but, you know, things that just happen and, and happen organically and it's through golf. And and I understand it's, it's like Marmite. There are people who hate golf and, you know, despise it. And there are people who love it to the point where it's almost anything they can ever think about. I'm sort of in that place where I really enjoy it. I play it, you know, when I can, and I've had some great experiences playing it. So, uh, but I'm not, you know, like avid to the point, like some people who are sort of, you know, can't wait for their next game. Yeah. My, my dad was a big, big golfer. Like I said, golf and football was his thing. He was a captain of football and he did try to get me playing golf when I was young. I was just awful at it. I think I've got a bit more pull to want to try again now, but you know, but it was one of the. I went the opposite way a little bit. So with football and golf, my dad was um, like properly like football, golf, football, golf, and he wasn't uh, like he, he was. He, he wasn't like driven by it, but he loved to watch it. It was always on TV, one or the other. So I right. think that pushed me away from it a little bit because it was always there. Right, right, but like, I ended up being the local rugby. He was a football captain. I ended up being the local rugby captain. I was like, I'm going the other way. <laughs> well, I have to say my dad was a big football guy. I mean, he loved football. And I, um, I, I think somewhere in the grey matter, he tested for like Man United second team or third team or something. Right. And then he started playing in the sort of pro-celebrity or celebrity sort of golf uh, sorry, uh, uh, football matches. And uh, I remember him actually telling me that the fastest winger he'd ever seen was was Des O'Connor. He said he was the fastest winger I've ever seen, which was quite startling. But um, he has bad knees, which I seem to have inherited. I just had a partial knee replacement on my left knee, which I have to say I'm so happy with, so excited because I've had pain for quite a long time. And and, it, and, and, and I've just worked through it and it's getting better every day. And I'm just, it's, it's so lovely to walk without pain. But uh, yeah, that whole knee thing uh, uh, really uh, uh, scuppered it for my dad as far as being in any kind of sportsman. Um, yeah, my, you know. uh, my dad, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Uh, my dad, and this will make you laugh, he got, he got a job in the bank um, after he left school. He went to Royal High. Right. Um, left, left school, got a job in the bank, but he was a good football player as well when he was young. And uh, this was at a time where uh, scouts would come to you. You know, they would say, right, we want you to come play for us. And there's a story that he loves to tell a little bit that um, the scouts came to his house and my gran answered the door. He wasn't in. My gran right. answered the door and they went, hello, um, we are from Hibernian. We'd love uh, your son to come and play for us. And she went, no, he just got a job in the bank. Go away and shut the door. And that was it. <laughs> I mean, you do hear stories of things that just something as small as that, and it changes your whole life path. Yeah. I mean, I mean my dad's uh, 75 now, so football was a very different thing, you know, back then. It was not Yeah, yeah. You probably, probably didn't get paid much at all, really. No, no. no. Still, we'd have sent him on a different path anyway. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, but he he stayed with it anyway. If he was uh, if he was coaching, right? Uh, no, no, no. He, he was captain when he was younger. I think once he once he got to that age, once he was at the bank, he just uh, he's still social playing and right. uh, the smaller clubs. But um, no, and coaching was never something. Did I wonder why? Actually, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Um, 
What, if you don't mind, I'll ask you top tips for anyone who's thinking about coming to Edinburgh and Scotland. Well, I, I mean, it's interesting. I, I mean, I, it's a very cosmopolitan city now, even though it may not have, you know, this, the, the, this vast space as we talked about. I mean, ironically, I think the food is amazing here. Um, you it, know, is, got, it really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, Britain as a whole has changed so dramatically from the 70s um, uh, and even the early 80s, you know, where the food was just awful. I mean, and especially in Scotland, because it was either fried or it was cooked to death. So, you know, it was it was really not good. And um, now I really feel as though Scotland, uh, UK as a whole, but also Scotland, and particularly Edinburgh, has some fantastic restaurants. I mean, we hadn't been out for four months, you know, to dinner. And we, uh, Fiona and I went out to a restaurant called Howie's. I don't know if you've been there. It's yeah, on um, yeah, Howie's, yeah, yeah. He's got a couple of them, actually, but the one, we were at the one, um, uh, God, now, again, uh, what's, the, what's the street? Victoria. Yeah. No, Victoria's the other one. The, the main one, the main one up uh, opposite the, oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I can highly recommend it. And what was wonderful was, you know, you're dealing with the whole COVID protocol and they made it so simple without in any way uh, not adhering to it, but just, you know, you came in and they, there was safe distance from you, but you invite, you know, and it just felt like a normal night out. And I have to say it was so refreshing, yeah. you know, it was so refreshing to sit there, have really good food and be taken care of and have a nice bottle of wine and relax and talk and actually have people around you, even though they were further away. Um, but, but, but I mean, top tips, I, I, I would say, you know, uh, there's fantastic food, there's great restaurants, there's great atmospheres in, in, uh, uh, if you like to, you know, go out for a, for a pint somewhere. Um, um, there's, there's, there's a very diverse sort of range of, of food and of drink wherever you want to go just on, on, on that front. I think just, uh, you can walk as you said you can walk anywhere so you get dropped off in the center of the city and you can walk right the way down princess street one way and see everything there and go through you know go up to the castle go you know go to 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 the balmoral see it there and everything and then you go all the way up and then now you're about to have a tram that will take you all the way down into leith and you can get on a tram and go all the way to the airport so it, it's got, it, 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 you, you know, in, 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 in a considerably short time, you can really, uh, you can take your time, but you can really see everything without uh, having to take cabs everywhere or, 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 uh, or drive. Um, other tips, uh, beautiful, literally, as you said, right outside the city, uh, you've got uh, some fantastic, what's the name of the, it, is it, it's not Arthur's Seat. What's the name of the... the Colton the, Hill. Huh? Colton Hill? Yeah, Colton. Well, there's Carlton Hill, which, which is always fascinating to me because it looks a bit like you're in sort of Rome or, or wow. you know, uh, ancient Greece or somewhere. With the, with the National the, Monument or the, or the yeah. Disgrace, is it something it's called, yeah. But you've also got uh, uh, the, the museums and the art galleries and uh, obviously the fringe. I mean, it, the fringe didn't happen this year and, and we're in the meadows and it was so bizarre because usually during this time even, um, it would be a madhouse here and we'd be running off to see shows um, and, and the variety of shows and the, and the people coming from all over the world and all over Europe to put on shows or to come and see shows and um, the city just, I think a million people come into the city. Yeah. So um, uh, that's pretty amazing. And the theatre, um, you know, you've got what you've got in the theatre, which is so nice outside of the fringe is, is, uh, is, is um, you know, you, you've got the smaller venues and then you've got, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Lion King was here. So you can go and see the, the you know, the, the fun ones, the big shows, musicals as well. Um, of course, Andy and Panto. Yeah. Andy Graham. I, I, I feel so sorry for them this year because I've, I've, obviously I've spoke to Grant, I've spoke to Alan, I've spoke to Andy, and when I spoke to them all, they were all so hopeful that, you know, it was going to happen. And then literally the day after I spoke to Andy, they announced that it was cancelled 
for this year. I feel, my heart breaks for them a little bit because yeah. they genuinely love doing it. Oh, they do. And, and I mean, it's hard work, but they really love it. And, and the people of Edinburgh love it. They all come to see it. I mean, it, I think it's one of the most popular pantos in Scotland. Uh, it may even be in, in the whole of the UK. I mean, they really do. I mean, they go on doing it for a long time. The other thing is that you've got, you've got um, in, in not too far di distant away from Edinburgh, of course, you've got Glasgow, which is a wonderful place to visit, but you can have Edinburgh as a hub. You can go up to, you know, uh, up to St. Andrews, uh, um, you know, and all the way along the coast there, either the East Coast or the West Coast. Um, you've got Loch Ness. You can go look for the monster. Uh, and then, and these are all day trips. You know, they're not, you're not, spending six hours in your car obviously if you go up to uh up to the west uh, the northwest uh you know up there up in you know inverness aberdeen all that that's a bit of a trek that's a five-hour job but you know i i think that edinburgh is a is a is a great place to have a hub i mean the irony is that the borders is is a bit of a sort of brigadoon because everybody thinks uh england stops in carlisle and starts in edinburgh but actually, there's a whole 80 miles uh, uh, where where you've got the borders, which are absolutely stunning. And they really um, are. The borders are beautiful. Yeah, and and of course they had the woolen mills and all that, and then that fell away. But um, I, I love being there because as well, you never stop in traffic. You know, you say yeah, the one thing I will say about Edinburgh is the great thing about being able to take your bike and walk is the fact that you don't have to sit in the traffic because it can be a bit ugly here. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when you were when you were chatting there or something. You were talking about using Edinburgh as a hub. Um, I just interviewed Colin Mockery from whose line is it anyway? Because yeah. he, he was born in Kilmarnock, actually, even though he's uh, Canadian. But actually, a comment under it because he'd made a lovely comment about Scotland, and someone from over in America had said um, they're always telling their friends to come over. They said that you could probably see Scotland in two weeks because it's not big but it would take a lifetime to discover it. Right. Which I thought was a lovely sentence, a lovely phrase, turn of phrase there. Yeah, well, they, I mean, there's such depth. I mean, there's so much to see, even though it isn't that big a place. And I mean, um, the other day we were watching a documentary that I think um, Ewan McGregor was doing the, uh, the voiceover for, and wow, it was just stunning. I mean, just the wildlife, um and uh, and the vistas and the light uh you know i mean uh, when we were doing tommy's honor peter mullen you know he'd never shot on that side of the coast and we were up there and he was just blown away um and and, and really said he discovered he lived in scotland his whole life and he discovered a whole side of it that he'd never really you know because there is a tendency when you live somewhere to sort of stay in your area and so he was really excited about discovering more yeah, I think actually Americans are a little bit better at us than that. They yeah. like to explore their own country a little bit, whereas we tend to not, and we, we don't take advantage of the beautiful things we've got here. No, and I mean, but, but America is huge. Yeah. Huge. I, mean, I mean, you know, I, I did the drive once from... Uh, from LA to New York and uh wow, there's a drive. Yeah, that is a really big drive. And and the thing is you go through just these areas that are flat and just, you know, there's there's nothing going on at all. And then suddenly you hit other states, uh, you know, Montana and you know, just and then when you get up into but even in I was in Southern California, but Northern California is so different to Southern California and uh, um uh, it's it's it, it is the most amazing country, America. Um, but I have to say, uh, uh, it's so funny because talking to Americans as well, they're all looking at their history because they want to feel anchored in something that other than America. For some reason, they love America and they you know they 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 think of it as their country. But they always want to talk about you know. Either they're either Scottish or Irish or Polish or you know and they, and and uh, I mean I remember in my neighbourhood they used to show Braveheart about once every you know three months and have a big Braveheart party and they thought it was almost a documentary that that is exactly how it happened you know and they were like oh yeah well I was originally from you know uh, Glasgow you know like yeah okay.
I, I, I love it because this channel is watched a lot by people with Scottish heritage, either they're expats who they've moved over when they've young, Canada, America, Australia, and never had the chance to come back, or yeah. their ancestry comes. And I love the fact that they hold on to it. I met a lovely, uh, uh, they're going to they're gonna be upset because I can't remember where they were from now, but last year, around about this time, I got contacted by an American pipe band who had come over here to play uh, in a pipe band championship? They invited me to come see them, and I went and met them. And they were, it was, and they were telling me like there's Highland Games that they have over. Oh, there. I, I went to a Highland game in Canada. Canada's huge for Highland dancing and playing the bagpipes, and uh, you know they have these massive, and they're all got their clan colours, and oh, they take it really seriously, and they love it. They love, you know, and they feel like it gives them a sense of, 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 of their past, you know, their history. In um, some ways, they hold on to it a little bit tighter than we do being yeah, here. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, just, just before I let you go, I've got some difficult questions for you. Right, this is this is where we separate the men from the boys. Right. Uh, shortbread or tablet? Shortbread. Yeah, not a tablet fan. Too sweet. It, yeah, I I love it for the first, and then and then I always overdo it, and then I think, oh god, why did I do that? You know. So yeah. shortbread, I can have a cup of tea, bit of shortbread. It's funny, but since I've started doing the the, the difficult questions, are always my fun. This is what I enjoy the most. Uh, but tablets not as well known in other parts of the world. Oh, really? Shortbread, yes. Everyone right. knows Scottish shortbread, but tablet, I've been getting a lot of comments going, "What's tablet?" tablet. <laughs> it's essentially sugar. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. Purified sugar. Yeah. Uh, haggis, uh, neeps and tatties, or mints and tatties? Oh, haggis. Yeah, haggis fan. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, it's heavy, and you, you know, we, but we always do ode to the haggis uh, on Robbie Burns night, and uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just think it's, it's just, I love the pepperiness of it. If you get like the Sweeney's, which is obviously a very well known one, but there's a butcher down in uh, Selkirk near me, and and also one in Hoyt, and they do a fantastic, and it's got this peppery taste. It's so rich. Uh, it goes great with with uh, with Tatty and Neep. So yeah, gotta be. There's gotta a beautiful be. boot. There's a beautiful butcher on Portobello High Street. If you get a chance, they do. They do. Oh really? Haggis in there as well. well I'll, I'll do that because we like you, to go to Portobello. Uh, I used to. I used to host a Scottish uh, show in um, in the Jam House just on Queen Street, and we right. used to get a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of Scottish American. Uh, Scottish Canadians, Scottish Australians coming over, and it was the first taste of a, of a thing there. But we always used to give them haggis as the starter, just in case yeah. they didn't like yeah. it. So right. they could still get a main course, and they weren't really missing out on anything. But if they were brave enough. Uh, 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 Howie's does a haggis starter, which is really good. And, and, and I think it's probably about the right amount. You start getting really stuck into haggis, and it's heavy. Yeah. When I was talking to Gareth Morrison, who did Tommy's Honours with yeah. you, he does Robbie Burns. Um, he plays Robbie Burns a lot round about Burns time and things. He goes oh, he? and does Burns nights and poems and things like that. And when he's yeah. dressed in the outfit, he, he looks, you know, like very, very much like him. And he was just saying that he can't get enough. He can't get enough. He did, he did a Robbie Burns uh, night and there was a full haggis that he had to do the address to. And then they did it and they said, what are you going to do with the rest of that? And he goes, oh, we're, we're probably just going to give it to the dogs. And he went, no. I'll take that, and he took the whole thing off. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a young, he's a young man. I tell you, you eat too much haggis for too long, you end up getting pretty portly. That's yeah, for sure. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, iron brew or whiskey? Oh, I, you know what? I, iron brew is one of those things I'm not that keen on. I got to say, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a, a Jura whiskey. I right. do like a smoky whiskey. Uh, yeah, Iron Brew has never really been my thing. It is a unique taste. It is. I've said this to a few people when I've been interviewing them. It's really, it's one of these things that you can't describe the taste of it. No. It doesn't taste like anything else. No, it certainly doesn't taste uh, natural either. (laughs) (laughs) 
problem. However, a nice smoky whiskey, though, a nice smoky, I've only just recently started discovering whiskey, and I think smoky is the way I like to go as well. It's a taste that stays with you a little bit. Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Now, this, this is actually sort of becoming a bit more of a local now as well. Chippy sauce, yes or no? Uh, yeah, every now and again. Yeah, not too yeah. vinegary. Yeah, and uh, like uh, uh, there's one, there's one. What was the one you went to? Uh, Fiona went to one, and she had curry sauce on her. Uh, I like a bit curry sauce. That's more yeah. of a northern, northern England thing about curry sauce. Yeah. But I like a bit curry yeah. sauce. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't think I would, but actually, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. And last, but by no means least, uh, Tunnick's Tea Cakes or Caramel Wafers? Oh, God, I love Caramel Wafers. <laughs> I love Caramel Wafers. i got to say, I discovered those when I was at Perth Rep. Uh, Andy's mum, uh, Andy Gray's mum, used to have them in a, in a little jar. And uh, at a certain point, I was renting a room in their house, and I used to sneak in. Um, don't tell Andy this. I used to sneak in and, and, and steal one every now and again because, my God, they were so good. I mean, just the chewiness. How can you not love that? It's got to be. Yeah. yeah. My, my wife, as I said to you, my wife's seven and a half months pregnant right now, and we've got a jar that's fully uh, caramel wafers. Because now and again, she's just needing that proper sugary head. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the way when you bite through, it sort of gives, 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 and then you chew. Oh, so good. It's like the same sort of thing as biting on a Toblerone. You just, you just yeah. eventually break through. It's just lovely. Yeah, so good. Jason, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your time and talking. Not at all, Tony. Not at all. I'm, 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 it's, it's a pleasure to talk about a place I love, so, and it's lovely to meet you. So thank you very much. And, and I just have to say as well, uh, good luck with the, the studio. I'm, over, I'm Like I said to you, I'm over the moon and so excited that it's been set up here, so I'll be watching closely. Well, you should uh, come down and have a look at it at some stage, and then maybe we'll, we'll do a little talk about what it is, and hopefully I'll be able to tell you about some of the things that might be happening with it. That would be unbelievable. I will hold you to that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jason, thank you. Keep yourself safe. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thanks very much. That was brilliant. So, so good chatting to Jason. I honestly could have chatted to him all day long. So kind of him to spare some of his time and chat away with me and reminisce for a little while. Thank you so much, Jason. So kind of you. I am going to hold him, hopefully, so that I can go down and have a look at the studios in Leith in a little while. I would love to see them. Honestly, I would love to have a look around there. But... Wherever you are, if you have enjoyed that, please remember to hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment, and as always, as always, keep yourself safe out there. Until next time, bye humans.